0: This episode is going to be very important for any young woman who may struggle with a relationship with food and who may struggle with their confidence, with their body image, with being able to be intimate, with sex, anything like that. This episode might be for you. I'm an ass guy. I like them thick. Don't get too bulky. I don't like girls who train up a body. Don't be lifting heavy. You're too skinny. You're not tanned enough. I don't like what you're wearing. Ew, why is she posing like that? Why is she wearing that? Who does she think she is? All these comments are things that I've heard men in my life, and women, say while I was there. They were saying these things about girls I know, girls that I don't know. So what were they saying about me? Because I wasn't even looking half as good as these girls. Like, what are you saying? I've been doing a lot of digging. I've been doing a lot of crying, and I've been doing a lot of realizing. At the root of it, it's all about validation. Using fitness and changing our bodies, and obsessing over health, or even just getting a bit too into health and bodybuilding, even using you know weights and then cardio, manipulating our diet so much as a way to get validation. Because when you're doing those things for yourself, because you enjoy it, you enjoy the process, you enjoy the grind, you enjoy going through the struggle and seeing the changes in your body and saying, well done me, I've done this. That's fucking great. But when you're doing it because you're desperate to get more likes on your Instagram picture, or you're desperate to get the recognition from the boy you like, or the friend that you haven't spoken to on years, or you're worried that someone's going to make a comment about how you look when you see them because you think you've changed too much or you're worried about eating more than you should because you think that's going to undo your hard work or, you know, you stop training in the way that you like because you think you should train another way to get the validation of someone in your life, then we've got a problem. And that's how eating disorders can start. You know, that's how they can develop. And at the core of that is this need for external validation. It's not feeling confident in yourself. It's not being able to listen to your own intuition, to your own values, and having to turn to other people to get that validation and that sense of confidence that just fucked. (laughs) So that's what I want to talk about. And I'm going to give a little bit of a backstory on how I've gotten here, because the reality is I'm... 23 and I think I'm getting here late. Like I hear girls talk about these things and I feel like I'm kind of getting here quite old. It's like I've known but I've never realized how entrenched in my own relationship with my body and others this is. So how did I get here? As you guys know if you follow me or if you've been following me for a while or if you have any idea of who I am I struggled with distorted eating all my teenage years, and I would say I'm still in the process of healing. And I've been getting really in touch with this, what do I want, you know, what are my values? I've been talking with my future coach, and we've just really digging, like, we've been really (laughs) digging deep into my values. And a lot of it, like a lot of what we've realized is that he's saying, hey, Marta, like, what do you want? You're being pulled in so many directions. What do you want? What do you enjoy? What do you like? What makes you happy? You know, let's forget about whether you use food to cope, whether you eat enough, whether you move in the enough. Like, what do you want? I have no fucking clue. So that's what I realized. And the other thing that I've been doing is something called TRE. Now, TRE stands for Trauma Release exercise. And it's an exercise that comes from yoga practice, I believe, that essentially activates a mechanism in our bodies that releases trauma and tension and stress. And the theory behind it is that this mechanism is natural and present in all human beings and social, I mean, creatures, Whatever. Anyways, I'm not an expert in this. But the point is that if you practice this with someone, you activate a mechanism that instigates an involuntary shaking and it starts in your hips. And as you move through it and you get in touch with your body, you start releasing trauma, you can release emotions, you can you kind of feel very relaxed after it. So I've been doing this for a couple months and I've realized that there's a lot in me that I'm holding on to. A lot of emotion a lot of people pleasing, a lot of neglecting my own self to feel validated. And then on top of that, I've been talking a lot with my family and thinking about, you know, what instigated my ED, what instigated my ways of coping. So as you can tell, this podcast is going to get quite personal, but if anyone listening to this relates to any of the feelings, any of the behaviours, beliefs I developed, and my perspective and kind of coming through and out of this journey can help anyone, then so be it. I can very easily mold into other people's beliefs and ideas and I can jump on whatever they're doing and I'll just go with the flow and mm, that's cool. But what's really helped me realize this is that I'm in a healthy relationship, right? For over a year now, I've been in a healthy relationship and he's good for me. And I can see that and I know that. I still doubt it sometimes. And for the past year, I've still struggled with my self-esteem, with my body image, with my eating disorder, my binge eating, with being intimate, truly opening up and letting the good in. These are things I always struggled with in the past, when I was single or when I was in relationships. And I always thought that it was because I was in toxic relationships or because, you know, I was single and I couldn't find the right person. I always blamed it on other people. But now that I'm in a healthy and loving relationship, and I'm still struggling with this, I'm like, oh, fuck, it's not him, it's me. And even at times, I tell myself, no, it's him, because he does this. And yes, okay, he may do X, Y, and Z, you know, fuck's sake, we're all human. But these issues are not his. These issues are my projections of my insecurities on him. These are issues about my need to get validation from him and then him not engaging in that toxic cycle. I don't know if this makes sense but again more context for you guys. I used to be the girl that hated men but I would always disappear in the club to meet up with you know that guy that treated me like shit I would act confident in front of people and talk about self-respect and loving yourself but then said nudes after taking you know 100 pictures of my body and still hating it to send it to men that don't fucking care about me and you know seeking validation through that I would hate meaningless relationships but then I'd go on a tinder date and get fucking obsessed with a guy I had nothing in common with and I would think that that was it like that was my man only three months down the line to look back and fucking cringe i'm swearing a lot i'm sorry i was a girl that avoided true intimacy because i would sleep around wouldn't remember it and then just say all men are trash haha <laughs> have fun like live your life i would sleep around with people essentially but i would be deeply in pain but then even on top of that i would always push away like the good guys, you know, but then get hooked up on the guy that had no respect for me. I'm sure that if you're listening to this, you'll relate to some of these behaviors, you know. We all get insecure from time to time. We all, you know, sleep around with someone that's probably not good for us. We all probably give a little bit too much in a relationship, sleep around, you know, go through a hoe phase, it builds character. This is not uncommon. It's not like I'm batshit crazy. But what this shows is that there is low self-esteem. What it shows is that my worth, my sense of worth was dependent on the men in my life. My self-confidence wasn't dependent on me. It was dependent on existing on a body that attracted these men. It's like, do I look good enough? Am I wearing an outfit that's going to make someone in the club come up to me? Do I fit within the standards of beauty? Or more so, do I fit within the standards of beauty that I think these men value but I don't even fucking know changing myself changing how I showed up in relationships differently depending on who I was with because what I wanted was their validation I didn't want connection and I lacked self-esteem and body confidence and trust within myself I didn't I wasn't bothered in getting to know myself I was too focused on trying to get that person to like me and then the most important thing or the thing that is like the most astonishing to me is I never enjoyed sex ever I wasn't there to enjoy it I was there to make sure they enjoyed it so they liked me and they wanted to see me again that's pretty fucking sad but is it really that uncommon you know that's that's what I kind of wonder and the thing is as I said I always blamed this on the toxic relationships but even in my healthy relationship I still felt low if my current boyfriend didn't validate me I still changed how I presented myself around my boyfriend I stopped enjoying sex because I didn't feel like I looked good enough for him. So therefore he couldn't possibly like me. And obviously that's ridiculous. <laughs> the man loves me unconditionally. That's a point of love. But going through this process of you know asking myself what I want, what I like. And reassessing my values, reassessing what I'm doing. Even how I train, how I eat. Really questioning, hang on, Marta, like what are you doing? What is this for? And of course, this extends to social media and it extends to family and them seeing success or seeing you flourish and social media might be reflected as you have a bang in body or people asking you how your business is going and making sure they know it's great. we, we seek validation in so many places. I wanted to talk about specifically men's validation because I've realized for me it's been such a core wound in the development of my eating disorder and my troubled relationship with myself so this is what I realized that I did myself in relationships whenever I started dating I always got really interested in what they did even if I didn't fucking care about it. Like, I remember my last boyfriend used to game and I don't fucking like gaming. Like, I hate Playstations. You know, I I would like sit there and be like, oh yeah, so cool. And like, I would ask him about it to the point that it was like, I don't actually care about these things. And I would talk about it with other people as if I actually had any interest, but I don't care. Anyways, that's almost embarrassing, but whatever. Another thing I realized, it was easy to diet because I was in control. I was in control of the food. I was in control of their validation. So, okay wait this doesn't make a lot of sense but basically if I was dieting and I was controlling my food and I was losing weight then I knew in my head or I thought that I was behaving in a way that correlated with getting validation and the skinnier I got you know the slimmer the more leaner whatever you want to call it the better because that meant that I looked my best and therefore I was going to make sure that this person stayed because they were gonna fucking love how I looked and yes to a certain extent you want to be with someone that's attractive and to a certain extent we're just going to be attracted to someone. You're not stronger, healthier, leaner, whatever. But this made it really easy to die because my focus was just on making sure that this person liked me. Then another thing I realized is that when those men left or when things got hard I would always feel empty. So it's almost like as if once the honeymoon period was over that's to say or they left like they literally were just like I'm over it. I would always feel empty. Not like when you go through a really bad breakup and you feel like you've lost someone that you adore and you love but it was as if I felt as if I had abandoned myself. Because every time these men left I felt like I had lost myself with them. It's like they literally came into my life and they would grab my identity or what I thought was my identity before I met them and then when they left they just took it with them because I had abandoned myself so greatly during these relationships, during these hookups, during these flings, whatever they were, that I completely lost myself with them. You know it wasn't two individuals coming together, it was just one individual meeting someone with absolutely no fucking confidence or a sense of self and taking them under their wing and then when they got bored of them or they realized that that person aka me wasn't really giving them much they were like "Mm, okay i'm bored bye so whenever they left i just felt so lost third thing is i never questioned what i wanted i vaguely touched on this but i never questioned what i liked what i cared about anything it's like anything that I cared about whenever I went into these relationships like it didn't matter it was more like okay what do they like what can I do so that they like me more and even now in my relationship I see how I've done that and I see how you know I don't know you guys might know me from Instagram so you know I coach and I've studied nutrition and I'm really into weight training when I tell you this is personal like I'm not even joking but like it got to the point where I've changed my career path I've, I'm have i coaching people that's what my fucking partner does now don't get me wrong Because I love it. For example, my training, I'm no longer training how I did six months ago because I realized that I was doing that because I thought that's what my partner liked. And so I put that on a pedestal. It's weird. (laughs) Fucking weird. But anyways, I digress. What was a constant was my body, you know, and what changed was just the question of is it skinny enough, lean enough? Is it bigger? Is it too small? Is it tanned enough? Is it muscly enough? Is it enough for this person? That was the only constant, asking that question and then controlling food and exercise to control or at least try and control what these men thought of me, which I've already mentioned. But essentially, it was just me hustling for validation. I was hustling for validation. And the only thing that I could try and control was my body. It was how I came up, you know, how I came across to these people. But when I realized, you know, when I when I actually entered intimacy and... I had to show up as me, as Marta. I just got dysregulated completely. I fell out of control. And that's when my ED comes in. That's when you don't have control, but you also don't have connection and no longer have that validation. And that's the cycle. That's how relationships, that's how the need for external validation, when taken to the extreme, can fucking fuck you up (laughs) with your self-esteem to the point where you develop an eating disorder or disordered eating or whatever it may be. I'm breaking that cycle. I'm in a healthy relationship, as I said. But I still project these insecurities onto my current relationship. As I've said before, I still sometimes struggle with blaming my partner as the person that's causing these issues. But that's not him. That's not on him. That's on me. So based on my experiences, I'm projecting these insecurities onto my current relationship. Now, that's a bit of a problem. (laughs) But the good thing here is that there's self-awareness. Of course, that's just my story. I... To be honest, I don't really even know what I want to say here as much. But it's just like, how fucked up is that? Because I've grown up in a society, in a family, in an environment where I had low self-esteem, low self-worth, low body confidence. And I quickly realized that if I looked a certain way or I controlled how I looked or I changed how I looked, I could get positive comments and encouragement and external validation. I quickly learned that if I just did that, then I would have good self-esteem and good self-worth and good body image. But the problem was that by doing that, I was saying no to true connection and authenticity, showing up as myself, just being me, because what it meant that for me to get the external validation, I had to fit in within whatever mold these people in my life at the time validated. And if I didn't fit in that mold, then fuck you, Marta. So what do we do then? (laughs) That's a problem. Well, you kind of go through a nice little process that I like to call healing. And you let go of all these expectations. You know, you let go of people-pleasing and posing your worth on how you look and posing your worth on what people think of you. You stop posting naked, well, half-naked pictures on Instagram or you stop fucking editing your Instagram pictures, which is another topic entirely. And I could, again, do an entire podcast on this. You know, I used to face you my pictures and, yeah, we think, well, whatever, you know, it's just Instagram, but... mm -mm." Is it though? Anyways. You know, you stop stop feeding this monster. And a lot of the time that comes in the form of hashtag body positivity and anti-diet culture. You know, move in the ways that you love and eat the cookie and stop dieting. But it's not so much about changing your behaviors in a way that, again, aligns to a certain mold. It's not about fitting into anti-diet culture by never dieting again. It's not about refusing to work out or train or shape up because someone's told you that you shouldn't you know change the way you look for someone else because you might want to do that for yourself you know it's not about no longer doing any of the things that you were engaging in. it's more about figuring out what you truly want and again this comes down to your values and it's something that I've realized is fucking important like there is nothing more important than knowing who you are and of course that changes you know don't get me wrong But it's not about rejecting every single mold that you've tried to fit in. It's about figuring out what mold actually fits within you. And then also it's realizing that you can grow out of that mold and you can make a new one. Now I just want to talk about some of the things that I've done to figure this out. Because healing is not linear. It's not a one-way process. It's messy, quite messy, I'm not going to lie. But this is helping me feeling safe in my relationship because as happy as I am in my relationships, there's been times where I've almost convinced myself that I can't do a relationship until I'm healed. And whereas, you know, that might help some people and it might be helpful, I generally believe that you can find out who you are and return to yourself essentially while loving and being loved by your partner. But I'm not gonna lie, it's a little bit tougher, you know, it is a little bit harder to really stand up for yourself and break free of adopting someone else's values and building that, autonomy and that sense of self and that confidence and working through that need to be validated by your partner when you are in a relationship because when you're by yourself you're like well fuck it I've got to do this by myself but then also it kind of does force you to do it because sometimes when you're alone you might think you know that you're empowered and you're doing all of this hard work and healing but really you're just engaging in the behaviors that you think is going to get you another partner or whatever I don't know but anyways the first one is communication. But communicating and helping my partner understand that past is tough and that I've had relationships and experiences that had made me believe that I need to change myself or please my male counterpart to be safe in a relationship has helped massively. Because it means that every time I struggle, we don't need to get into a fight. It's not him versus me. It's us versus my past and the beliefs that I've built. So this helps us, you know, create a safe space for me to learn that that is no longer my reality. And also it helps him understand my past and reassure me that it's okay and I'm fine. The second one is finding out the things I love doing, regardless of what my partner is. I've realized I love yoga I love running I love spirituality and can't say that I just love these things and my partner mm, yeah kind of that's okay because at first I thought you know fuck he's gonna think I'm weird like I remember I did a silent retreat by myself in my house and the day before doing it we went for dinner and I started crying and he was like what is wrong with you? And deep down, now looking back at it, is that I felt like I couldn't do this because he was going to think I was a weirdo and I, you know, I was abandoning him for the day and just it's ridiculous. Anyways, finding out the things you love and just doing them regardless of what your partner does. The third thing is doing things alone. Everyone does this. I mean, I feel like everyone tries to do this, but just doing things alone and being okay with it, you know because when I was single I would always do things alone and I was so fine with it but then when I got a partner I thought that was bad anyways do things alone it's great. A fourth one is actively practicing self-awareness. Spotting moments where I'm projecting has been incredibly helpful because I can remove myself from the situation and ask myself okay is this true Like, is he actually doing this or am I just projecting, you know, my past experiences here? The next thing is not being enabled. Now, this is only really going to help if you find a secure partner. So I don't know if you guys are familiar with attachment styles, but essentially we all have attachment styles. You are either a secure attachment, avoidant or anxious, and that's a spectrum. So I can be very avoidant or I can be very anxious which is probably the most annoying of them all. But yes, I swing quite literally between the end of the spectrums. Because I have a fairly secure partner, he no longer enables my toxic traits So ending toxic relationships is the number one thing to ensure that you're no longer being enabled, essentially. I looked to feel validated in a way that said, yep, you're a victim, you're okay, don't change anything because you're cool, you're perfect, and nothing's wrong, like, everything's everyone else's fault. That's not fucking true. You know, like everyone has to take accountability for their actions. But I was seeking relationships that encouraged me to not take accountability for my actions. When you're not enabled, you have to ask yourself if what you're doing is right or wrong. And it forces you to live more aligned to your values instead of seeking that comfort consistently. And the last one, it's just emotional self regulation. Now, this sounds a little bit deep, but it's just being able to sit in my own discomfort without having someone you know, hugging me. Now having someone hugging me is an example of co-regulation, which is brilliant because again, you feel validated and you have someone who's telling you, yeah, you know, that's your story, that's your experience, it's fine, you're okay, you're safe. But when I'm trying to move away from the need to have external validation, learning how to validate myself is really, really helpful. Like learning how to tell yourself you are safe, you are enough, you are okay, is going to be really helpful for anyone trying to break through the cycle of looking for validation in other people. So this can look like doing deep belly breathing when you're really stressed out, doing some yoga, allowing yourself to cry, mindfulness, talk a lot about this on my Instagram, but it's just creating a space, you know, for your emotions, creating some distance between them, journaling, again, creating a space to tell your story, to validate your experiences, and then to question whether that's true in the present or whether that's just something from the past, learning your story and owning your story and then moving forward from it and I think that's everything that I have today I think the only thing I haven't really mentioned is okay cool Marta you've gone through you know an awful lot of everything but how the fuck does this have got anything to do with fitness and for me what it's got to do is that fitness and food and my body were always a way to control. I could always dip in and out of dieting, dip in and out of fitness programs and whatever else to control how my body looked. If I had control of my food and diet and exercise, I had control over the external validation. If I dieted for long enough, I knew that I was going to get the validation. But when I didn't get it, I would fall into a cycle of binge eating Now, this is very niche. This is very personal, but you can, to a certain extent, apply this to other areas of fitness. You know, you can really question yourself here and ask yourself why do you move the way you do? Why do you eat the way you do? Why do you diet? Why do you lift weights if you do? What do you do for your partner and what do you do for yourself? What do you do since you got in a relationship? And what did you do when you were single? When you were single, were you doing these things because you cared about these things? Or were you doing them because you wanted to get external validation and you didn't have any intimacy in your life? Therefore, you put it out on social media. Are you posting bikini pictures and you're editing them? Like, what are you doing and what behaviors are you engaging to get external validation if you are? Because... You can really trace this back to your fitness journey and your obsession with health and exercise and diet it's just about digging in a little bit deeper about how you use your body or more so how you try and control your body to get external validation and then of course you can apply this to other areas of your life you know it might be your job it might be studying it might be getting good grades or choosing to study a certain degree whatever it may be but the bottom line is you need to do things for yourself you need to have a sense of who you are at your core And that's going to change through time, obviously, as we evolve as humans. But you kind of need to have an idea of, you know, what are your deal breakers and who you are and what you want. And that might change over time, but just a little bit of an idea and then evolve as time goes by. Instead of just changing it completely every time someone new walks into your life. Because if you don't have that, then you're not going to respect yourself. And if you don't respect yourself, then your sense of self-worth is going to be very fragile to the point where you might go against your own values to please this other person or to get their validation. It's like in the past, I've fucking gotten on a tube for 45 minutes to see a guy and sleep with him when I didn't like him. He treated me like shit. I didn't enjoy it. thought I was being empowered because I was choosing this, but I wasn't. He was just using me because I was so insecure, so damaged. Whereas if I would have known what I valued and I had a sense of who I was and I had certain values that dictated my behavior and I said yes or no, then I wouldn't have done that. And by not doing so, I would have more confidence because I would have stood up for myself. And by having more confidence, then I don't need to turn to diet and exercise and changing my body to the point of falling into mental illness to feel like I have some sense of self-worth. Does that make sense? Anyways, I'm just going to wrap this up. And I'm just going to say, as I mentioned at the start, we all need external validation. We all need support, recognition, acceptance. We're social beings. We need connection. But that's the point. We need connection. And seeking external validation is not going to give you connection. Connection is achieved through vulnerability. It's achieved by showing up as your authentic self. But if you're always seeking external validation, you're always going to try and fit whatever mold that requires for you to be accepted. Therefore, you're not going to feel connected. You're going to feel disconnected. And if disconnection leads to emotional dysregulation, then you are becoming susceptible to engaging in disordered eating behaviors. Therefore, the more connected you are to other people, the less connected you're going to be to your eating disorder. Am I telling you that this is all you need to recover? No. What I'm saying is that connection, by standing up for what you believe in and showing up as you are, is going to do way more for a healthy lifestyle and a healthy relationship with food and exercise than finding the perfect gym program and macro-nutrient ratio that any fitness online coach can give you. Therefore, wanting and needing external validation is normal. But what isn't normal is how disconnected we've become from our true needs, especially on social media and honestly, especially in the fitness industry. I just feel like at this point, we only talk about, you know, eating enough food and getting in touch with our hunger cues and saying yes to a cupcake which, you know, it's needed and there should be space for it. But when we're talking about disordered eating and emotional dysregulation and depression and anxiety, we need to really like go back a little bit and talk about the things that make us feel disconnected in the first place. Because I can have the perfect nutrition. I can stop restricting food. I can stop doing hours of cardio. And I could still struggle with disordered eating. It doesn't end with just defeating diet culture you need to get in touch with what you'd like. And there is more work to do here than just eating a cupcake. Now, I'm not disregarding that work, but especially in the online fitness community, in this like eco-chamber of eating disorder recovery, it's like we're posing so much worth on our bodies, almost to the point that we're still seeking that external validation of, hey, I'm recovered, look at me now. Or, hey, I can eat a cupcake now. Or these are all true wins, but like you're still seeking external validation even in your recovery and what I need people to do what we need to do what I needed <laughs> more so was to just say fuck it I'm not doing any of that I'm doing this and this is what I need and this is who I am and I think I'm gonna end on that note because I'm feeling really powerful but most importantly I really need a wee and I rambled for pff, a while now but I really enjoyed that episode because it's something that I've really struggled with for the past weeks and. You know, I've had this just thing in my body that just felt so blocked. And I've had memories of past relationships in my teenage years that I just completely erased from my memory. But obviously now they've come flourishing, flooding, not flourishing, into my life again. And it got pretty personal. But If you can really question, you know, your relationship with your need for validation, especially in intimate relationships, and you can really question your role in enabling toxic behaviors, not respecting yourself and encouraging someone to feed your low confidence levels and your low sense of self-worth. If you can question that and that gets you in a better place mentally, then I've done my job. So again, I wish I almost had a little question section, but I don't. (laughs) So I'm just going to wish you and I'm going to encourage you to, you know, go to my Instagram. You can find me at Marta Valverde and ask me anything you want, you know, slide into my DMs ask questions. I would love to, you know, start a conversation about how seeking male validation or external validation as a whole has perhaps damaged your relationship with health or fitness or your body because it really is entrenched and a relationship with intimacy and our body goes deep. So I'm going to shut up now and I'm going to let you go. And I really do hope you enjoy your day. See you next week, guys. Bye bye.